Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Friends, family, and strangers, welcome to the podcast this Wednesday as we dive into the last chapter of 1 John. We're looking at 1 John chapter 5. We've got Clark and Bobby in the Corver studio, a.k.a. our dinner table which is actually kind of clean right now. I like that. It looks great. What are you talking about? It looks really good. Beautiful <laughs> Ikea table. It always looks great. I know. Does that happen to you guys in your house? There's like a catch-all place, whether it's like your entryway or your dinner table, where there's stuff that's just kind of like accumulating. Like, oh, hey, what is this? Whose yeah. is this? Where did this come from? Like, why? <laughs> right now, it's pretty clear. So I, f- I feel good about that. I feel good, good about it, too. Yeah. So first anyway. John 5. Yeah. Um, what? The first couple of verses for me really stand out. I'll read verses one through three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God, mm. to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. So for me, what stands out in the beginning of this writing is that how love is tied to obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I really love you, I will obey. And I would like to press into that even a little bit more because how we view God's commands reveals a lot about how our heart views God. Sure. So case in point, when you read the word obey or submit, mm-hmm. what's your gut reaction? Is it, yeah. yay, I love this. Or is it a recoiling or is it a rebelling spirit? What is it? It's going to be different for all of us, but how we respond to the call to obey and submit reveals how we view God and how we view his character. Because at the end of verse three, what stands out to me is just a reminder, this is love for God to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome. Mm-hmm, Where oftentimes mm-hmm. we have a tendency to view submission, obedience, instructions, commands as limiting, as Maybe even get a little claustrophobic. Like, oh, it's, it's it's keeping me from... I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah you tell them, Cletus. <laughs> I do what I want to do. Well, you were talking about that even just in relationship with our kids and how really we don't even know what we want to do because what we want to do maybe isn't what the best thing to do is. For sure. You know? Case in point, yesterday, we've got this <laughs> swing in our backyard. It's a pretty sick swing. What kind of swing is that? It's a circle. You know, it's, like, it? a it's like a disc. Like it looks a, like a Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a disc know. that has like webbing in it, like a net. And then it yeah, it just goes up into a tree. So it can do all kinds of fun well, stuff. Well, then a bunch of people can sit in it instead of just one. Yeah. And I can sit in it, which is kind of the main reason why I got it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, and it's right next to our trampoline where we have our trampoline right now. Um, doesn't allow the swing to have like a full swing because kids are on the trampoline more often right now. Case in point, when you push the swing, it hits the trampoline, which has metal legs and metal poles. So I'm telling my kids, hey, when you're on the swing, guys, don't push each other. If you want to sit in the swing and read a book or sit in the swing and look up at the birds or the trees, the sky, whatever, chill, so be it. But don't push each other in the swing because you're going to smash your head or a finger into the metal poles, metal legs of the tramp. Right. So they're looking at me yesterday like, Dad, we you love don't even the, you don't even know, you old <laughs> fart. Like, I, we want to have fun. And you're taking our fun and our joy away. And by the way, we also still want to jump on the trampoline. 
So after a while, they were doing it. They were pushing each other on the swing. And I was like, hey, guys, stop. Like, you're going to get hurt. And I explained to them why. And they did it again. And so I had to step back and watch. I just knew, like, no one's going to seriously be injured in this in this event. It was but, like natural consequences. Yeah, natural consequences. Like, oh, kids, figure this out yourself then. And sure enough, someone's hand was, like, holding on to the side of the swing, got pinched in between the frame of the trampoline. <laughs> and then I said, ha, I told you so. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But it was, it was a good teaching moment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you guys need to listen to Papa. No, we, we sat down, we talked about it, and I was like, guys, see, this is why mom and dad give you, like, rules and instructions. It's not to take away your fun. Yeah. I want you guys to have fun on the swing and the trampoline. But when you push it like this, this is when someone's head or fingers are going to bump the tramp. So when I come back to just us and God, when I read the Bible, and I'm thinking, you know, his call for us to forgive people or to be generous— or to not hoard material things, or the sexuality Mm -hmm. series we're going through right now. How I view what God calls me to do reveals how I view Him. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we believe that God knows what's best for us. And He's a good, good Father, like we talked about, who wants to lavish His love on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when He tells me, hey, Clark, keep yourself for Bobby, that's not because He wants to kill my fun. It's because he actually wants me to have life, life to the full, to thrive, to flourish, and our relationship to glorify him. Yeah. So I guess I'll pause there. I want to hear what you think. But when we read God's word and the word obey and submit comes up, what's our gut reaction? Hmm. That reveals how we view God. That's really good <clears throat> and helpful to think about. I was kind of, I'm kind of all over the place in this chapter, but mainly with the idea of kind of this um, – what does it mean that like God's testimony and our testimony? So I'm kind of referring to verse 19 here. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater for this is the testimony of God that he has been born concerning his son. And so we're kind of talking about this idea of Jesus humanity, of his divinity, of what actually happened on the cross. Hold on a second. What verse did you just read? 19? Are we in first John chapter five? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nine? Oh, you're on verse nine. Are you guys tracking with me? I went to 19. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Verse nine. Anyway, and so if it, it kind of connects again here in verse in 13, because he's saying, like, I'm writing you these things, essentially, so that you'll believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that, and that you may know that you have eternal life. So believe this testimony. And then again in verse 20 at the end, and we know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we might know him who's true, and we are in him who's true, mm-hmm. and in his Son. So there's this idea about just understanding and belief and really like the pinnacle of understanding and believing who Jesus was as the Son of God and as um, Jesus Christ, the man, was seen on full display on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so that, you guys, if you caught it, I want Clark to talk about this. He'll explain it a lot better. <clears throat> but in verse 5, or no, 6, 7, kind of leading up to 8, we read about how this testimony and and this is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, not by the water alone, but by the water and the blood. And so I actually remember we talked about this in uh, in Un- college, undergrad, in undergrad yeah. for a while, about how a lot of folks will hear, you know, the blood and the water and they, and maybe you thought this, or maybe you were just kind of like, what is going on here? Water, blood, testimony. For sure. And 
you might go right away to, okay, well, this sounds like water baptism or like the blood and the body of Jesus being communion. Um, when really, I think a consensus of folks will agree that this is actually, John doesn't really talk about the sacraments and John doesn't really talk about communion specifically or baptism specifically. And so a lot of folks think this is actually referring to Jesus and his humanity. Um, what was the verse in John? Um, 19. Yeah. And so like Bobby's saying, John doesn't talk a lot about the sacraments. So Bobby's referring to John chapter 19 because John, the gospel of John is the same guy who wrote these Johns. Good clarity. First, second, third John. Mm-hmm. And it's John 19 verses, verse 34. And this is when yeah. Jesus is on the cross and they decide they're not going to break his legs because he's already dead. And then verse mm-hmm. 34 mm-hmm. says, instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus side with a spear bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. Hmm. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may also believe. These hmm. things happen so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Not one of Jesus' bones was broken. And as another scripture says, they'll look at the one in whom they have pierced. So the debate's out whether, is this talking about sacraments? Maybe it could. Sure. But John doesn't talk about the sacraments as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I I like the idea of this talking about the sacraments because baptism and communion are are constantly testifying to the reality of the gospel, Mm -hmm. who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. But so it's not worth getting into the weeds and fighting about this. So when you go back to John 19, like Bobby's saying, this is pointing back to the humanity of Jesus. Like he was fully God. And he was also fully man. And he did really die. And he did really die because the people John's going up against, the heretics, the yes. docetists, wanted to say Jesus was divine, but he was not really human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the pouring out of the blood and water from his side shows you that like, anatomically, biologically, physiologically, any other ology words I can think of right now, <laughs> microbiology, <laughs> biology, physiology, I don't know, are proving his humanity. Right. That like his body consisted of these liquids just like ours does. Yes. And so the reason why I actually think that I find peace and encouragement and and would consider this more of what's going on here in 1 John is because of what we're talking about here in the testimony and how it's literally like you, if you believe the gospel, if you believe the good news, this is it, Mm -hmm. that this really did happen, that he really did rise again. And so that's why... Um, you hear you hear that language, and the three testify to this: the spirit, which is truth, the blood, and the water. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, just very interesting to talk about some of the language with um, the wording and how there's such intentionality here with you guys, because that's kind of what stuck out to me. And then, really, how it's it's by this testimony, it's by believing that that Jesus died on the cross, that he resurrected. And that Holy Spirit lives in us now, um, that we get this gift of eternal life, that we get union and reconciliation and wholeness and all these things um, because of what what he's done. And so that's kind of like the the pinnacle, like we said, the climax of believing. And that, I think, is the importance then of the testimony. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is really what happened. And so that's kind of what's sticking out to me today. Awesome. I think the last thing I'll give you before we leave that I found to be very helpful comes from verse 14. Mm-hmm. And John says, this is confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And verse 15 mm-hmm. says, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked have asked of him. <laughs> so there's, uh, I think of like the Psalms and I think of prosperity teachers and stuff today where 
talks about like give God the desires of the heart of your heart and, the, and your heart will be fulfilled. I think that's Psalm 37, five, hmm. if I remember correctly. Okay. And there's this idea that like whatever it is you ask for, like God's going to give you that. And there's some scriptures that say that, but if you take that one verse and look at it, just that one verse, yeah, that's exactly what it says. But when you read the Bible within the context of the Bible and you read verse 14 here, sure. it gives a lot of clarity to our prayer life and what it is that we're asking for. Because hmm. again, verse 14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know he hears us, we're going to get what we want. So when it comes to our prayers, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get the Ferrari or the new iPhone or even health. Right. That's not right. guaranteed, even though we do pray for those things. And those things are, are good things. They're fun things, whatever it is. But the, the important part John's teaching us here is pray that our hearts would be aligned with God's will. Mm-hmm. We trust that he's good and he always has what's best for us in mind. Mm-hmm. And so we're praying for alignment when it comes to relationships, when it comes to, again, health and sickness, when it comes to life and death, when it comes to a number of these things. Mm-hmm. We just trust that God's working in and through them, and we pray. And at the end of the day, though, we're saying, Lord, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So just take that with you as you kind of ponder and reflect on 1 John 5. So thank you for taking time to listen Mm -hmm. and reading this book. It's been a great pleasure, and we look forward to connecting with you on Friday. God bless you guys. Have a good Wednesday. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.